Okay, everybody, welcome to episode 40 of We Like Having Fun, an Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker recap podcast, episode 40. Can you believe it? I'm joined by my co-host, Joe. Joe, how many episodes have you done? Do you know? Uh, I don't remember. Maybe like five-ish. Maybe five, uh, okay. Sure. <clears throat> pretty good percentage of, of 40 is five is... Over is that over ten percent? Maybe I'm maybe I'm bad at math there. Um, well, how uh, how you doing? How's it going? How was your week? It's Friday. It's TGIF. My week's good. Uh, I'm glad it's Friday for sure, and uh, ready for the weekend. Yeah, you got a beverage there. What, what you got? You got a little little drink, or yeah. what, what do you got? What do you got I today? I got the Irish whiskey. Irish whiskey. And I have a taster of a beer called uh, Troy Division, and then I have my backup brew here. I, I'm not drinking them all at the same time, but you know, it's got three drinks ready up. for the uh, podcast. It's good. No, I usually can... have you know a little Irish whiskey going. What kind of uh, what kind of Irish whiskey? Anything special or? It's called uh, Key Beggar or Keg Beggar or something like that. Okay. It's a uh, Telemore Dew? No. No. But I, I like Telemore Dew, but it's not that. I usually switch it up. Yeah, okay. Irish whiskey. I got a pink grapefruit Co- Kroger seltzer here. Uh, it's pretty, pretty mediocre. Uh, so, well, let's... Um, I don't think there's any, like catching up to do for anything that happened for the week, right? It's been a pretty quiet week in the OHL community. I think we can just jump right into the show here. Sometimes we have a little something to talk about that happened in the week, but I think we could just jump in. There, there's maybe one thing that wouldn't that would be something we could add into the show that just came out, like uh, a new Patreon thing was just announced. I don't know if you caught that. Are but you saying Tim's, le- Tim's letter? Tim's letter. Yeah, yeah we'll, that, we'll we will get into all of that. That just business. popped up just now, and I read it. So yeah, I don't even know if I read the whole thing, but I think I get the gist. Um, and it, it kind of happened on on Twitter. I guess that's the big news of the show. But just getting into the show here, we have um, we have Doug with a new haircut. We have Tim with a haircut he's not totally into, but I think it looks fine. And I think we have Vic looking pretty darn cool this week. He's got his hat and his shades. He's kind of got a he's got a thing going now that's uh, you know staying pretty consistent. And I kind of noticed that right off the bat. Producer Matt was coming to us from the mountains. He was in a remote uh, location. And um, the big announcement off the top here, which I'm sure you'll be interested to hear, I think you're a fan of this guy, is Tim is in the studio making music with. None other than Mac DeMarco, which is kind of cool. You got experience? Yes. Uh, yes, I'm I'm a big fan. Big I've seen fan. him multiple multiple times. Uh, notably at the Psych Fest a few years back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I enjoy his music. I like all his albums. I, I can't say I have the, the very latest one, but I I like his previous album. You think it's yeah? A- it would be a good uh, connection there. I was wondering who it would be. I was kind of wondering: is it Father John Misty? Is it Kurt Vile? These other people he's talked about uh-huh. in the past. And I know that there is uh, some 
crossover with um, Mac DeMarco in the, you know, his his realm. You know, I've seen he's been on made appearances on um, Eric Andre and some of the other things, and it makes sense that they could be pals uh, yeah. a little bit. Sure, sure. I, I think Mac DeMarco uh, has always seemed like a silly guy who's, who's kind of, you know, an absurd kind of, you know, he seems like a funny guy with a sense of humor. His music, his earlier stuff, I think, was even more, maybe I'm mixing it up. Something I've heard has been where I'm like, oh, that's funny. Like, that's actually, there's some there's some humor in this music. It's not always it, taking itself totally seriously, and it's... It comes across in his videos. If you ever see any of the music videos he shot, they're mm-hmm. like really early, like uh, thrown together things, but they're really comical and hmm. goofy. And uh, and I just out of seeing him, his his stage presence uh, is also pretty animated. So yeah, he has a good sense of humor. So yeah, uh, should be a good uh, should be cool. And it sounded like Tim, you know, had mentioned later they're using some. His description of the music was was like it's quiet and sad, but there's synths. Just, you know, sounds cool. I, I like those. I like that mixture of uh, things. So that's it's nice. Yeah, his albums have been you know mostly acoustic lately, and that is a good thing for Tim. You know, maybe that'll be try something it'll new. Be good for each other. Yeah, no, I'm I'm interested to hear what this will sound like. Which is it's cool that Tim is um, using his sort of indie cred to pull in very talented people t- to collaborate with it's very you know obviously wise blood i love wise blood and i didn't know who wise blood was until the show now i'm like i love i mean i, I literally i think her music is fantastic and um and that, or, that i only or- knew about her through ariel pink and that was and once i heard her i went out and listened to those albums and I became an instant fan so yeah yeah no her stuff's right up right up my alley um so moving ahead here um a guy horse king I, I don't know if we maybe have heard from this guy before he, he called and he said he sent over a horse mouse pad which Matt was unable to accept because he was in the mountains um and this led to this little bit that I found amusing about Tim saying his uh his order of all of his ancient Egyptian artifacts were being held up at the Suez Canal because of the issue there, which <laughs> led to some funny, uh, you know, some silly, just, you know, it was good off the cuff, just random as hell. It Pick- came back to it came back a few times. Yeah, like yeah. It, for another round of like talking about it, uh, uh-huh. it's immediately you know, the, an Elvis, uh, not Elvis Castillo. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say the the comedy um, the comedy duos um, uh, Abbott and Costello Abbott and Costello that that's Abbott and Costello is what you're thinking yeah about. I was totally blanking on the name there yeah. for a second Abbott and Elvis Costello yeah um, <laughs> uh, like that's totally one of their plots you know for and they get got into it later too like pretty funny. Yeah, I was I was picturing this, um, you know, Indiana Jones obviously comes to mind when he's talking about, you know, opening, opening these crates with the crowbar, and you know, you just like, you gotta open these crates that are filled with straw and like have the the thing underneath. That's just such a, 
silly thing to talk about because it's all so common in our mind. Like, we all know how that works, even though none of us have ever, ever opened a crate with a crowbar to get artifacts out of it, yet we all... I, I feel like that's beat for beat for from one of those movies that I, I know it. Like, there's a crate, and they're trying to open it, and, like, they're getting yelled at, and it's totally right from one of those movies, but... You okay. Know. I thought it was more generically taken from, but who knows? Um, he was asked about, Tim was asked about hip hop. And, um, you know, we've been down this before. Uh, you know, Tim's a little bit just, uh, you know, I kind of, I'm okay with people that are just like, yeah, I don't need to try every single type of music and every single genre. Like, I just, not into it. Not going to go down that road. Um, this led to, you know, Vic talking about Dr. Dre, and basically the only thing I noted here is that Tim took a pop shot at the Grateful Dead again, which is something he likes to do. Any rap is better than the Grateful Dead, is what he said, and he also said he's a big fan of Run the Jewels, um, so the continuous Grateful Dead stuff. Did you see Tim's rating of the Grateful Dead members? Did you see that online? No, I, I didn't see it, but he kind of referenced his rankings of, of he them. Did. And, he did. It was like, and he and he pretty much said it was he was tr- he's trolling. So like he intended for the ranking to spark. No, I I think that I think that he was honest about his ranking. I think he he did legitimately believe in his ranking, but he knew that his ranking would he bring but out. He did say when he said I ranked so and so last. It, because I wanted to, you know, create controversy. Yeah. Well, he did make a... He had Phil Lesh very low. He had Phil Lesh below Mickey Hart, which is absurd. Mickey Hart is the bottom, okay? (laughs) Mickey Hart is the bottom of the Grateful Dead forever. Every single other other member, living and dead, Donna Jean, every single one is above Mickey Hart. He's a terrible Yeah, well dork I don't think he believes it himself, but he was no, saying but the rest of his to be funny. But the rest of his rankings pretty pretty dead on with mine. I mean, I'm Kreutzman number two, and Tim's like, I, I don't know if he really knows about Bill Kreutzman, but I think Kreutzman's a very good drummer. I I enjoy I think he's very good. I would put him rank him pretty high on the list. I might go Jerry Jerry, Bill, Phil, Bob. You know, but I, and then if you're gonna put the the keyboard players in there who have, have all kind of come and gone, but anyway, that was a fun little thing that he did, and uh, I'm glad he's him. Uh, he didn't say anything about his. I watched his jam band special. I tracked it down. This Andy Frasco shit show, which wow, they call it a shit show. It is quite the shit show. If you can find this thing, it's this guy who's a jam band. He's in the jam band world, but he's kind of in like a rock band that's not really that jammy actually, but. <clears throat> this guy's a pretty obnoxious, like over-the-top kind of frontman of a band, and he has a podcast and a little show, and his little like sketch comedy show is called Andy Frasco's Shit Show, and that's what Tim was on. And he does, he kind of is cutting together, sort of like an Eric Andre-ish style, Tim and Eric-y style show, just really, ugh. You know, when you watch one of those, that, somebody trying to do that, that's just not getting it or something that just doesn't you know that's just like being kind of loud and obnoxious for i don't know just people are like really confidently doing it and it's not good it's a little, very painful um and tim 
you could tell he was like just regretful of going on this thing as soon as you know it's you know wasn't giving a lot of you know, the guys like so what have you been up to tim's like oh, i'm just having a lot of parties you know just having a lot of people over <laughs> like just just kind of just seeing you know this guy was not catching it he's like oh wearing masks though right <laughs> just like no he's like no 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 masks you know <laughs> it, was, it was very very awkward and not a great interview um so I could definitely see why Tim was not out there promoting this thing. I'm pretty sure he never promoted it, but it was never. He never tweeted about it, never posted about it, never said a word about it. But it is out there if you want to find it. Uh, this is funny five minutes. Um, City of the day brought to you by Doctor Leonard's Skin Beard. Um, a lifelike skin mask that you can cover your beard uh, if you are, you know, if you want to, you know want to look good for your nine to five you can cover your you know party animal beard with a skin mask uh what do we think i like the pun i have a theory on who oh, okay okay and Skitty. uh i uh you know i liked all the the you know him having the little leonard skinner you know uh, themed. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm blanking on the. Yeah, you know. he, he used it some was, of the, he, he, he used some of the song titles into into some wordplay there. Did um, okay. So speaking of the if you, before you make your guess, we have to get the audience up to date on. There was some verification of last week's. Who came up with the city of the day, and we were both awarded one point. I will not tell the world who our reference is but we were both awarded one point because i said doug came up with it joe said he thought tim came up with it and it turns out it was a doug came up with lou dobbs a lou dobbs dogs bit and then tim uh punched it up and said lou dobbs lewd dogs he, he got the lewdness there so together they got there which uh makes sense i had said you know it's, it's about dogs doug likes dogs it's a wordplay thing so i was giving doug some credit there and then you had said um kind of the the more vulgar aspects of it maybe seemed like a a tim idea so we got it we both I, get one point we're tied i was i was just sort of thinking you know i didn't say it at the time but i was thinking like it, it was wasn't fleshed out, and then Tim would come in with a better, like fleshed out punch up situation. Uh, probably for all these, he'll, he'll well, look them that, over that could, and uh, punch him up. Well, that now we need to now we so if, now we need to clarify our guesses. If you have a guess here, I want to hear the full what you think it was. Who came up with it? Who punched it up? If it's a two part process, if it's a one part, what do you think happened? Who came up with Doctor Leonard's skin beard? I think it's Vic. I think it's Vic. Okay, Vic and Vic alone. Was there any punching up, or do you think it was just a Vic? Uh, it could have a little Doug punch up because there's puns involved. So huh. I, I would maybe say that could could have happened. I I don't. I'm not sure that Tim had much part of it, but I could be dead wrong about all this. This is speculation. Yes, on my part. but this is a this is a guess. I like this guess. Why Vic? Why Vic? Vic is a music guy. He loves the 
you know, biographies of these bands, and he, he loves, like, to put his comedy mixed with some tidbits about music into things, and I think that's his wheelhouse. And he, he seemed kind of cracking up about it, you know, behind uh-huh. Tim and feeling good about it, you know. Okay. And I was wondering if it was a reaction, because I, I noticed Doug did not have much of a reaction. I was reading. I was trying to read, like, okay, who's, who's reacting here? So you're saying, Vic, I am going to go, I'm going to say that this is a Matt. My guess is with Matt here. I'm going Matt for no reason oh. other than what you're saying is Vic is a music guy. He is, but he is not. He does not dip down into the trash of Leonard Skinner, where I feel like Matt <clears throat> is more of that, more of the classic rock style genre guy that might... I don't know. That's just that's just my guess. I'm guessing that has Matt has something to do with it. Joe's going Vic. We may or may not find out. I hope we get some clarification. I th- I think uh, you know Vic could go Skinnerd, and I frankly don't. I wouldn't be surprised if everyone would go Skinnerd there, like even Doug, because well, Tim, it's not. To- terrible no 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 i'm just like it's yeah definitely it could be any of them that's what makes this fun this is just a complete random guess they all could have come up with that but tim played it really well like he was reading it like he'd never heard it before he if he if he if he does know he does play the character of a guy that's getting copy for the first time and reading it through even to the point of taking it like a meta step further where like he explains the joke by the end the very obvious joke uh, yeah, says, he's oh, this keeping us guessing. So, yes, uh, yes. So that's good. The city. I don't know if it's if it matters, but you know, no. City was Frostburg, Maryland, getting us no closer to the Harlem Globetrotter Harlem Globetrotter themed code, which we are not caring about. They played the five K video. Vic was just said, just fucking play it. Come on, let's watch it. Five K video, very silly. Um... They're gonna run a 5K, supposedly. If they get when they get to 5K, they're gonna run a 5K. Uh, yeah, I don't know what this is gonna be. It's it seems very silly, but um, oh, I, you know, it's new, it's different. Uh, you know, I'm interested to see what they what they mean by running around the Rose Bowl. Like, I don't know who's gonna let them into the Rose Bowl to run around, unless they mean literally like around it, but around the outside of it, but. Uh yeah okay that's that's a surprise we were kind of guessing what they might do that is a strange one so it's one way to get people maybe excited about getting their their numbers pushing their numbers is like giving them a little incentive of like you're gonna see a video of us running they said, they said a live around. a live stream so um the workout like ro- like roll video that they put out there like where they're stretching and. Yeah, it, it looks like, you know, it wasn't just shot. It looks maybe like it, they had been planning on rolling this out. I could see that Tim hadn't had his hair cut fully yet. Uh huh. Longer hairdo. Yeah, and, Tim looked different. I noticed so that too. It, it was, was like, sort huh. of like in the works for a while to roll this out. Yes, it sounded like they had that idea some time back, and they they threw it together with some. Although he was shaved, so it was right in that, maybe in that time frame of like hair long but shaved. Okay. Um, good catch. Um, Hothead Hotline is back, of course, and we're loving that. Um, somebody called and asked about soup. 
And Tim said he's probably not running to a bowl of cream of broccoli. And somehow this led to Doug talking about blowholes and, uh, you know, a vegan impossible blowhole. I don't know how they got down this. This is very silly. They went down a very strange path here, this soup conversation. Um, and then we get to another big topic that Tim talked about quite a bit, Zack Schneider's Justice League. Uh, I'm guessing you haven't watched this, or have you watched this? I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's four I, hours. I, I, don't like, know have, I don't know when you would have time. I, this came up multiple times in the show over and over again, but I did like the bit where Jesus got entered into the equation of it. Um, I think that's part of this early part of the talk was uh, yeah. Jesus having an alter ego. Uh-huh. Saying I didn't. That wasn't me. I didn't walk on water. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That that <laughs> was. Um, was that the first time or was that the second time around? It was. Uh, I I think it was the first time, but I'm not. I'm not positive. I think maybe it was the second time. Yeah, it came up a lot because in the first time, let's see here. I'll he really t- went in like gave lo- long descriptions of different scenes, and I I got like a good idea of what it would be oh no that, that, that be was that came that came with the jesus superman song which was after the this guy calling about you know this is when tim went on his rant so let's back up a little bit first tim right, just talked. Right, yeah sorry. so yeah it's okay i was like that's not there yet okay so so the first thing tim just talked about zack snyder's justice league and how there's nothing fun about it how it you know no, everybody was like i've never heard of the it's like you know, I find it very hard to believe, but who knows? I guess these guys are just not into it. That none of them like know what this is. Vic and Doug are like, I don't have. You know, it's like the Super Friends. It's just like they have no clue what that is. Okay. Tim thought the special I effects looked really cheap. I, I I don't know why he thinks that. I don't know. That's a strange take. They are extremely expensive, insane looking. I mean, you know, sometimes it looks like a video game or whatever, but it's. I don't know. I wouldn't describe them as looking cheap. They maybe look like. Uh, over the top and just kind of gaudy, but um, I definitely agree that he says no one else except the main characters are really interacting, and that's very true. There's very few extras. It's just these main Justice League guys and the bad guys chatting. Um, yeah, I I would want to say one thing. I I saw Batman versus Superman. Yeah, and I feel like the 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 Superman movies got criticism for like the fact that things got too real and people were seen dying in their movies and like and it was seen as like a knock on too the grim movie and, was like yeah. too negative and but because there's violence and there was more extras being killed in the background or whatever and i would just say that 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 is now like they're trying to maybe hide some of that and not have like a bunch of people getting murdered you know yeah in some of these horrifying like cities being blown up Somehow Marvel ex- escapes that, but uh, I'm not sure why. Yeah, Marvel has whole New York City blowing up and, and half the population dying, but they brought them all back. That's that's how they got away with it. Um, you know, Marvel did that whole everybody died and then, but oh, we everybody came back. So it's really not spoiler because <laughs> I didn't see that. Spoiler. One, but... Oh well, it's the whole Avengers saga. <laughs> if you don't know, sorry, spoiler alert for a, the highest I, grossing I highest grossing movie of all time, the Avengers Endgame. Long, a long time ago, I did read the Infinity War comic book series, but uh, there you go. I did not see it's the not, movie, so yeah. Well, someday you'll see it. Not a big spoiler, but 
Um, it, when it happens, <laughs> you know, when Spider-Man disappears, you're pretty sure he's going to come back. <laughs> they don't just kill off half of the superheroes was, in the movie. I did see that one where they killed people, and I was like, oh, this is actually a cool ending. Like, Okay, so you saw people. you saw the one where all the people disappeared. Yeah. You just I didn't just see the follow-up. You just thought they were. You just thought they ended the movie and they killed off all these famous superheroes it was, that it was all have. Good, okay, well, it, that that I sort of remember that happening in the comic book too, like where they just killed people. Yeah, but everybody comes back in every I comic remember. book. Oh well, I didn't see the. You the thought end okay? Game you one. thought Spider Man died forever and he was never seen again? Is that what you if thought? If you don't watch the the next movie, it is End Game for all of them. Right? I guess so. I guess so. Well, I enjoyed Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, I'm a sucker for that stuff, and I actually like I like that take on it more than the Marvel take. I don't like that fun, colorful, you know, just formulaic, fall-asleep action hero movie. I like it to be like just, you know, Tim talked a lot about how it's just like hard to follow and just fucking weird. It is like that, and I kind of like that. I just like that this dude is just making it more complicated than it needs to be, and it's just like so over the top and so visually insane that, you know, it's kind of hard to. He brought up like a scene that this is what he brought up that that it was like a dream that the guys. Yeah, having. yeah, yeah. And I was thinking like there was a a part in another movie that that was my favorite part of the whole movie is when somebody's having a crazy yeah, nightmare. Yeah, it's Batman. Yeah, it's the same. It's, just, it's it goes back to bat that world, and that's called Snyder's Nightmare Verse, which he has a whole he has this whole like future setup that's like in the multiverse of where these like bug things are coming down and they're in the desert yeah, and it's that, all crazy. I remember that was my favorite part of that whole movie, which, you know, was like, I had no idea where that, what that was about, but I liked that part. So if that's, if that's a four, in this four hour cut, <laughs> it is somewhere in it there. Is. It's, a, it's, a, it's the epilogue, but spoiler alert, um, you'll get it, but it is, I would, I would is. say that like, I maybe would do it if it was more like, you know, this is a TV show where it was broken up. Yeah, broken up into uh, separate half hour. Well, bits or you can, you can just watch it, and there's chapter marks, so you can just kind of chunk along and stop whenever you want. It's kind of nice like that. Um, Tim took weed gummies. He said he's taking these weed gummies to sleep. I take weed gummies to sleep sometimes. That's the only really drug or anything that I do these days is the CBN. It's called, which is these like kind of nighttime sleepy gummies that I take very small dosages but um they're great i I highly recommend them um trying to get a sponsor with them quite honestly vic had a dream that he was at a kiss cover band and his teeth were falling out after tim talked about the dream within the movie we went on to that (laughs) vic did a classic uh classic does he like kiss also you know yeah i don't know It's, it's a bizarre dream um Alex Malice, the man who sold a fart digitally, was our first guest. And, um, you know, um, this led to a big old conversation. I don't know how much you want to get into cryptocurrency and this whole blockchain business. I found it interesting. I mean, I, I've uh, I've screwed around a little bit. I bought a little Dogecoin when, uh, when Elon Musk was going nuts about it because I'm a sucker and I... I listened to him. I, I don't have any Bitcoin. I never got involved with any of that because I just didn't trust it. It seemed like a very scary thing to put your actual real money into cryptocurrency where it just felt like at any moment it could just 
you know, either get hacked or just like all your money could disappear or something. It just seemed like a very bizarre uh, thing where obviously it's becoming very real. Um, but the big controversy that led, the, the whole conversation led to this idea that Tim was going to get into it, maybe. Tim and Eric were going to do it. Tim even talked about minting this picture of him with the hair. And uh, because this blockchain, you know, gives value, you know, depending on how many people, you know, the demand or, or whatever, I don't know exactly how it works, but basically you can make some money off of it um, if you, you know, if the right people think that your thing is, you know, has is a good prospect for it. So... What did you think of all this? Did you follow this? Were you? Do you have any crypto thoughts? I don't know much about it other than the information I got from this episode and prior episodes with Bitcoin talker people talking about it. And uh, because it's, it has this, um, you know, hit like a reputation for being bad for the environment and using all this powerful resources, you know, I feel like that's just immediately a no-go like no that's never going to be a great idea or you know to be bragging about getting into this seems like just a you know not a great thing so you know and that guy even brought up exactly these points and saying like well maybe it's not true but the internet doesn't take lightly to you know this sort of stuff so i feel like it maybe wasn't a well thought out plan to just jump right into but you know that doesn't seem like something that stops tim at any point like he just is sort of like hey why not you know and let's not read about it let's not go go deeper let's just jump into it and see what happens he's kind of like a rebel in that way but you know well, and I then think... immediately wants to take it back because you know it's it there you know he he has the the ability to be like, well, what's the big deal? You know, what really is the big well, deal about all this? Well, really, it's just the reaction to his specific fans caring about it. If if all the fans had said, this is a great idea, Tim, we love it, he would have never backed down and they would have done it. You know what I mean? Like, he, he had read enough about it. He, he knew that, like, there was this, you know, kind of story about how it's, you know, the Ethereum blockchain network uses more energy than the whole country of Ireland and, like, some of, some of this stuff, which, you know, like Matt had even said in After Hours, like, you know, some of these things are being debunked. Like, nobody knows what's actually true about this shit. Um, but enough people after, you know, after the show um, and in After Hours uh, and then on Twitter, like, you know, Tim and, and Eric were going to put something up. And, you know, they just got shot down by all the co all the comments and all the people. I mean, you read the letter that Tim sent out. What was the gist there? The gist was that they did put something up, and then they announced that they did, and then they had to pull it immediately because it was such a backlash. But I would just say that I wouldn't want to be... If you didn't really strongly know that it wasn't debunked properly, I don't know if you'd want to be the spokesperson for, like, no, I want to do this, and I want to put ourselves on out there and to take criticism if something isn't fully, like, acceptable out there, but... It, you know, he's not about to be canceled over it. It's just, yeah, you know, yeah. It doesn't why why like he he had even said that like he had really no interest prior to this guy coming on and saying anything about it, and the guy explained it really well, 
And I felt like for what they did, putting a bunch of fart noises on there is a pretty fun idea. And we didn't, haven't really touched upon that aspect of it. Like when I saw that that guy was going to be on there, I clicked on his thing. I actually listened to some fart farts and okay you know the whole the whole thing is sort of uh interesting thing from that standpoint. <laughs> yeah um well yeah i mean and then like like the band like th- i think the biggest news recently is that the band kings of leon announced that they're going to put out an al- their album as an nft you know like that's uh, so like if you know and the band gorillas you know like th- there's people that are like big studio studio label or you know major label albums coming out that yeah. are doing them as nfts so it's like why would t- you know so i th- assume that people like tim are seeing that it's like well if, you know if the fucking major labels are doing it must be okay well, it must it's, not- a ca- it's a cash grab like those are those are people that need attention for dropping their new album whether it's negative or positive it's it's going to be good for those people companies you know yeah um but you know most you know most bands wouldn't do that if they knew you know i don't i don't think of kings of leon as some evil <laughs> you know I, I don't know yeah i'm sure there's an argument of, i'm sure there's an argument being evil when they made their apple play you know so when they got into like having everybody own their album it's it's just like being in the attention of just like hey our our album's being mentioned in the world again because now it's relevant somehow yeah uh, so well i don't um i don't totally blame tim and eric for giving it a shot but uh, you know it's sometimes you gotta just you know sometimes you when you learn a little more you can you can make a decision and change your mind and apologize and you know no harm yeah. no foul so i think it's okay because there was a thing that came up where they were they brought it up on the show briefly about a, a guy who, who was leaving a show like no breaks or something no all gas uh, no breaks yeah all gas no breaks he was leaving the show and they were mentioned in the article because they were helping this guy they they don't necessarily want to be mentioned in these bad stories negatively but like they always it, it seems like they managed to take some heat you know about everything that goes down whether it's warranted or not warranted but in this case i don't know if it's war- any taking criticism is totally warranted but um, it's also they're taking a chance by getting involved, and but for whatever reason they chose to have this guy on and talk about this idea. So maybe they they had their finger on something after all, and they were well, testing th- the water. Well, I think that you know I think the way they rolled it out was they had this guy on the show, and then Tim kind of softly told the audience that they're gonna they're thinking about doing it, and then they went and did it, and it was like. You know, he's kind of like getting a feel for how people might have felt about it. And people immediately were kind of against it. And But it could have gone the other way. I think that's why he kind of softly brought it out. It was like, if people were like, oh, that's a great idea, Tim. NFT is kind of cool. Like, we're into it. Like, there's definitely people that it's not so cut and dry. Where, like, good people are against NFT and evil people are for it. You know what I mean? It's, I don't think it's that simple. Um, no, it never is. But do you want to be the one who's just like I'm the spokesperson because I'm out in front of this and I'm doing it? Yeah, well, or I mean, do you want to be someone who kind of like limps into after everyone's made well, it's, money? It's or, a gamble. Or lost money. It's a gamble. I mean, that's if you get in early. Like Tim was like, well, well, let's take a shot. We can get in early and maybe, you know, what you know, get some value for the stuff that we have out there that people might find of value. So 
you know, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's the problem with this thing is that, you know, in the end, if you're doing something because there's potential to make money, it always seems a little evil, right? If that's the sole intention. It sounds like pyramid scheme talk, you know? It totally is. I mean, but that's the stock market and that's everything. I mean, that's just, you get people to drive a price of something up and, you know, it is... But if that is the way, if we're moving towards the value of things, you know, I thought this conversation went on and on and we can talk about it forever. It's very deep. But, like, if in the future the way things are valued comes down to things like that where you have people on the Internet sort of like, okay, a new band comes out and people are like, okay, there's this new album, I really like it, and... A, a, an artist is able to make money based on like the amount of people on the internet that think that that thing is worth money. It's basically turning art into the stock market where you're saying this is has value because a lot of people like this thing and then the artist maybe earns more money because of the thing they made that people like. Now, yes, is there a lot of loopholes and a lot of problems potentially with that? Yes. Is there is there something a little bit maybe intriguing about that as well maybe so i'd say that the right now it's about intriguing but like the the whole issue of like it using power and resources to run the whole thing yeah that's still needs to be debunked more clearly yeah i don't know the uh, fact that there's the fact know. that there's like the fact that there's like servers doing things it doesn't make much sense to me but uh you know whatever it's interesting conversation, um, but we could talk about it all day. So, moving on, um, somebody called on the hot hotline, uh, pretending to be Bruce Springsteen. Sort of a you know decent little call that led to some things. It led to this Tim going on a rant about how nothing is more important than your like he doesn't he doesn't care about anything. And then he kind of backtracked and said, "Well, except my family and my friends." And my devotion to Christ, which uh, gave everybody a little <laughs> laugh. He just tacked that one on the end and then went into... And it, it, it comes from the Tiny Tim thing that he mentioned, like, because he met, brings it up later that he's doing this Tiny Tim, and that is maybe why he's taking off some time, even. But he's he's got the Tiny Tim talking Christ on his brain, and so it's creeping into his comedy. Yeah. And that was funny. It, it, it was a really... I wasn't expecting him to say that, and I, it, it led to a laugh out loud situation for me. I so. definitely, I LOL'd right when he said your devotion to Christ. I LOL'd. Did you <laughs> LOL right at that moment too? Vic, yes. Vic and Doug did as well. That was a home run, uh, just that little bit, and then it led to a Jesus Superman song. But Tim said no one's gonna remix that one. I didn't think it was as bad as as he was. I, I liked that it led to this. What if Jesus was kind of a you know like had a. You know, during the day he was Levi, and uh, you know at night he's, he's Jesus. You know. Yeah, I immediately was thinking of a, an old David Cross uh, bit that I feel uh -huh. like a, yeah. fem a feminine Jesus had like the Levi sort of th that name, you know, and it, I that came to mind. But I, I'm sure he wasn't taking from that. It was just like comedy, like Jesus doing anything silly is is funny, and his, his idea of Comparing it to the Superman and like Clark Kent, like uh, I thought was very good, very funny. Agreed. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, totally. I mean, one of the highlights. I that's the immediate like comedy thing that I went to for my whole, the whole episode possibly of just like that moment of 
taking yeah. this idea and that idea and mixing them together, like, you know. Yeah, I think very, that that very funny. I'd I'd say that was potentially the highlight of the comedy there. Um, somebody called about a music documentary. We're running a little long, so I'm going to speed through a couple things here. Somebody called and said their dad was in Doctor Feelgood. Um, do you know what Doctor Feelgood? I don't know what Dr. Feelgood yeah, is, but yeah. hearing some of the music clips, it sounded like things I haven't been listening to recently. Yeah. Um, but I did. I would say that he was asked, like Tim was asking about Dr. Hook, which comes around again. And uh, You're aware of Dr. Some, Hook. I, ha- I have to say stuff about that when we get to it. Okay. We'll, that'll, we'll wrap up with that. But So we had Jolene uh, Levid, or I think it was Levid. Who was, um, you know, Tim had Tim had mentioned. I found this interesting because we kind of talked about this about how he said last week they kind of had this discussion in after hours um, about the you know kind of the the race stuff and um, the the obvious you know happenings, <coughs> the story about the shooting, and um, so. They had this woman on talking about uh, this thing called a firm, and um, it's this volunteer, you know, kind of activist uh, program for women of color and uh, Asian Americans, and you know, just you know, we talked about it last week that we think it's very good of the boys to give this some time and give people like this a platform to the audience members of office hours to come and hear some of this stuff. I found it all very interesting um, and sad, obviously Um, the fact that these, um, the Filipino women make up 3% of all nurses, but have have had 30% of the deaths or something terrible like that. And um, there's been a 350% increase in violent incidents against Asian Americans. So, you know, I mean, what I'll have to say here is that I, again, it's just that I think it's, um, you know, it's important to check these things out, do what you can, um, go to a firm, and uh, if you can donate or help out in any way, you should, because these little organizations, not little, as she said, it's a big organization uh, that you, you rarely hear about, are very important. And uh, I appreciate the guys reaching out to that type of uh, guest on the show. Whereas most, I don't want to say most, but like, you know, if you're watching plenty of uh, comedy podcasts from your your favorite absurdist comedian, I'm sure they're not doing that on their show, or it's not very common. So I appreciate that the show has that kind of flexibility to take a minute, to be serious, to listen to people, and um, I think that's what makes this community and uh, this show pretty special so what do you think about that i think that that's an excellent point and i agree that it it's very important to talk about these things and you it it makes a lot of sense that smart people like tim and the community you know would be aware of this stuff and they don't wouldn't want to just you know let something like this get away and and not talk about it and not cover it because it's important and people are hurting right now and 
they need support and they need people to, you know, know that you got to be holding people accountable for their misdeeds and you got to support people that need help. And uh, I think it was, it's good to have people on to remind us that, you know, we're not just, you know, we're, we can laugh and then we can cry. You know, we, we have both sides of things going on in our lives and to acknowledge these people and is very important. And uh, I'm glad that they are touching upon all this stuff. So anytime they can have people like this, I'm going to be happy to have them. And uh, so much... Uh, so much stuff yeah. that they talked about. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for that. I left Joe hanging there for a minute, so he was vamping. I'll never I know. Guess, <laughs> I, I got a little uh, nervous all of a sudden yeah. because I didn't I couldn't look into your eyes, Mike. <laughs> there, there you go. You're just alone on a radio show. Um, oh, shit. Uh, I, I was trying to make a serious point, and then I got a little goofy there. But um, anyway, yeah. We all, so, know it's, we all know it's very serious, and... Um, yeah, it was, I'm, it's it's cool that they they took the time to because we talked about it. I think it's I think it's nice. You know, it's funny that that happened the way it was. We, we you know you had made the point where it's like you know p- putting this thing on the real show is is important to do. And what do you know? They do it. So uh, somebody called or zoomed and asked about um, the first show back. Does Tim have tickets to a show? And Tim said he ain't going. He doesn't like to go to shows. Then he started talking about how bad sound is when you go to concerts and kind of just got down on that. Except for Roger Waters. He said Roger Waters sounded pretty good. Which I, which I agree. Roger Waters sounds really fucking good at a concert. I've seen him a few Cause, times. Because what? Roger Waters takes his own bass and turns off the volume? Or what, <laughs> yeah. was, what was the point of that? Uh yeah, they didn't. They didn't note that Roger Waters is the bass player. Uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of the time, like in his actually. To be fair, when Roger Waters is performing. He doesn't play bass that much. He only slaps it on for a few songs. He's usually just marching around, you know, preaching uh-huh. his uh, his thing. So um, I wouldn't expect him to be playing bass every song, but no. it was funny that that was the point of that. What about you, Joe? How how quickly are you going to go back to a show? You excited to get back, or are you taking it slow? I don't know. Uh, I guess it depends mm-hmm. who's you- playing and. And, you know, vaccines, know where it's at, you know, like the last time I was at a show was a long time ago now. And I, I, you know, we, my wife and I had already been not going to a lot of shows even before the pandemic. We went and saw, uh, we went to Toronto and saw Tom York and then even, um, wise blood we saw. So in like the same trip, and that was like the last time I was out seeing music and uh, it feels like so long ago. I guess I don't know what I'm missing, but yeah. Uh, well, the last show that I went to was Tim and Eric. Was, Tim and Eric show in Melbourne, Australia, 2020 in like January, late January 2020. Tim and Eric live, and wow. uh, yeah, kind of sort of interesting. And that's the you know obviously you've heard. In that live show, they did a whole fucking pandemic gag. This was before Corona was a real problem, but the, a big part of the show was uh, this pandemic uh, gag, which strangely came very true very soon after, which was which was bizarre. But they were on it. And then the one show, 
speaking of Wise Blood, the one show that I had tickets for, you know, I didn't have tickets for a lot of things, but I did have tickets to see Wise Blood in France. Uh, I was going to be in Paris working uh, some tennis event, and it was going to work out real nicely that I was going to see her like at this beautiful, like south of France, like outdoor castle, like beautiful show. I was like so fucking pumped for it. I was like, oh, this is going to be epic. Um, that didn't happen. I didn't. I never went to Europe. I have not been to Europe since then. So, yeah. Um, Doug threw in there. So I was talking about the other thing they talked about here was standing at rock shows. Let me know if you caught this. Uh, <laughs> I caught it. Doug threw in. This is a very smooth. This is very smooth. Some of the only exercise people get are uh, you know standing around at rock shows, bobbing their heads at indie rock shows, uh, <laughs> which. You may or may not know. I think Doug is taking a little, a little nod to my uh, the thing that I had talked about last week, uh, jam band workout. I, I'm sure he's. Uh, I'm guessing that's what that is. If not, it's a huge coincidence that he would say that sentence. Is he a subscriber? I don't know. I don't. You know. I don't. I don't know if you can like look at who your subscribers are. But just an update on that. That that went that went pretty good. I mean, I, I got. Over 600 subscribers in the in the first couple days. We're like five days. I think today's di- day five of the 10 day challenge we launched, and you know, I got a couple thousand views on the first video, and I've gotten loads of uh, messages and lots of new Instagram action. And um, I would say for the for a cold launch of a thing that really has no, you know, there was no big sponsor or no big. It's just a it's just me putting it out there. I'd say. It's going a lot better than other things that I've just put out there. Uh, it's, it's it's picking up a lot of steam, and I'm getting a lot of the interaction and engagement that you hope for with a little thing like this. So uh, it's going good. And if you don't Great know, job, Mike. if you don't know what we're talking about, it's my it's my silly little workout videos that I make called Jam Band Workout. Um, and I just for shits today, I actually did. I'm I'm staying with my friend in Portland, and we were. He has like a little kind of garage thing with some workout machines and he has a projector in there and he put on today's workout video and I was like doing some some other exercising and I was like you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do my own workout because I filmed this a while ago and I was like let's see how I actually did like does this did it work what I tried and I'll say I think it works like I think like I did it like I did the workout along with myself who I was watching on a big screen but it's a good workout, and it's easy, and I think, it, you know, you, you're just kind of moving around to some music, dancing around a little bit, but there's just enough of, like, a, I'm, I guess you I'm just, saying... You just nod your head, like it's... Like you just Doug bob your head, yeah, saying. yeah. No, this is a lot more a lot more intense. I'm sure... I'm wonder if, I wonder if Tim or Doug or Vic have ever been to a show where they found themselves dancing. I'm guessing Doug, is being a skater boy, has been to some fucking hardcore shows or some some shows where he had to kind of dance and mosh and kind of bang is you know i'm guessing that's the, the case but you know tim and Absolutely. vic and i'm guessing maybe vic has been to some sort of tippy-ish sort of you know situation or even or even tim where maybe he found himself <laughs> you know kind of goofy dancing um and yes, they definitely because sure. I, I remember back on, on tom goes to the mayor they uh bob odenkirk played like the bass guy in a like a jam band uh they did a skit they did like a sketch about like a hippie jam band guy and there was like a jam festival i want to say something like that 
very funny. There's a bass. Uh, Bob Odenkirk is like the hippie bass player with dreadlocks. Pretty funny. On top goes the mayor. Okay, that's enough about that. Tim's whipping up his own batch of the vaccine, and he's sticking it in your peanut hole. Um, <laughs> this this made me laugh. This little you know, Doug wants to snort the vaccine, which was a little callback like to the, the snort drop that yeah. came in. Uh huh. Um, they also announced the boys are off next week. That's when we first heard about that. And uh, I think that's probably good for me. I know that on an off week, sometimes I like to maybe find somebody to interview, maybe like a Phil Braun situation. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty busy next week, so it might actually be very good for me to not do a show. Um, let's see. We got we had a Zoomer that made a pun about uh, Parmesan, which we got a D. Not very good. Um, <laughs> we got a hothead Highland guy who <laughs> called in being mad about having to eat all day and went into this bit about dog food for humans, which was a meh hothead hotline, I'd say. But, you know, I, I like that the hothead hotline guys are trying. You know, it is turning into people having bits on the hothead hotline, I'd say. And I also like the fact that, like, Tim can say things, not that it exists, he can say, let's take one more Zoomer and one more hothead hotline. Like, that's just like a... It's just sure. nice. You know, it's yeah. just like, oh, let's get one, on the, one from there and one from there. That's like a good have, way to yeah, wrap I'm, things I'm up. Still, yeah, I'm still waiting for the hot headline, hotline to become like where you get a true like not troll fan. Yeah, you, you, know? you want but somebody to troll, Tim. That's what you really want. Um, but It hasn't happened yet, but it will. Listen, and, I think know. what needs – here would be my suggestion. Put the number for the hot – have Tim tweet the number of the hothead hotline on his Twitter where all the haters sit. Tweet that out before the show and say, call in today on the hot hot highlight. Give me your fucking shit. Because if you, again, if you're putting it on the stream, okay, guys, the people that are watching the stream are people that like you guys. So you're not, you know, if you're looking for some cold-blooded haters, throw that shit, have Tim tweet that number before the show. You will get some fucking hate because that's what office hours used to be like because he tweeted the number out and it was like any Tom, Dick or Harry could get on there and fucking rip. So that's my suggestion, guys. Tweet the Hothead Hotline number. Don't just put it on the YouTube. Okay. After hours, we are back to the NFT talk. Somebody was, you know. Somebody was kind of. This is when people started to get annoyed with uh, Tim taking this seriously. And, um, you know, I think we've went into all that before. I don't know if we want I want to get back into this. I do want to talk about the duck, which I'm not sure if you had a time to skim and see this part. But, uh, yeah, I saw it. This was pretty awesome. Uh, you know, and Tim tweeted about it after. But whatever whatever software this guy is using where he could li be a live real time animated duck <laughs> is, uh, you know, is pretty pretty darn impressive, you know what I mean? And it looked like uh, I like that I like that just raw ass, uh, shitty looking animation. Like it, I, I'm actually into that. Um, so yeah, it's I, worth I a note. It, I, I loved it. I thought it was you know very interesting and mind blowing, and you know the the duck had like all these like little quirks. Yeah, his eyes moved, looking, and yeah, he had, he, he had a little the, puppet thing that he like, you know, Doug. Yeah, it, it it seemed like right, like right off the cuff, like animation, 
Well, that's, he's, it's I, live. I mean, he he must have yeah. some sort of. Uh, it's clearly, if I had to guess what's going on there, he has some motion capture thing that like you can. I know that video games have this. Like the newer video games have a camera set up, and you can like track your body, and you can do maybe track your face. And it hooks up into like a simple algorithm, and then you can do stuff live, and it shows up as an animation. The fact that he got that up on Zoom and like had that ready to go, like feeding out, it's very impressive uh, for that guy to do that. So hopefully he's, hopefully he can call back. Like that's that's nice. Maybe he stole Cave Boy's thunder there with the with the duck. He also had a good he's voice getting, for it too. He's winning Zoom back, you know. He's gonna yeah. He's making making strides. Like if, whatever that was, that was super fun and cool, and I. I hope he does come back as well. Yes. Bring something else to it though, because then you'll you'll lose your luster just like Cave Boy obviously has lost his luster. Yeah, well, no, I think we just like Tim said, we just need a little need a little break on Cave Boy. I agree. You cannot do him every week or he will You need people to crave Cave Boy. Crave Boy. Um so It was noted that somebody was like Cave Boy didn't come up today, you know, so it was he was missed. Well, he was missed by somebody. Yeah, well. Yeah, you're always going to get that. We didn't get the hat trick. It's true. Um, so, yeah, the duck, the duck, you know, you know what the duck reminded me of? Let me, you, you'll probably remember this. You must remember this. Me and you had ta- I talked about I wanted to make this animated little show with you years and years ago with my buddy Kevin B., who is a animator. And you had these nice little characters that you made, like these scribbly lines, just like black on white paper called Bigs Me and Magosh. And... I had this whole idea, this whole world, this universe built of these two characters and had, like, scripts written for episodes and, you know, it was just a lot, it was just a lot, it was just a lot to, it was just a lot to animate. No, they were, like, completely abstract little squiggles, but they kind of had little bodies and they moved around, you know, and it was going to be these two, like, just abstract little squiggles on the screen that just talked about, like, normal stuff. Um, Uh Uh-huh. But it kind of looks sort of. I, I do remember that. Yeah, I, there's an animation. There is a there's there's a couple test animations of that that I thought were kind of cool. Um, it would be an Adult Swim style kind of thing. Uh, back when I was into, I wanted I really wanted to do animation stuff for a long time. <clears throat> I did some 3D stuff, and I have like a bunch of old storyboards that I built in in a 3D environments and like this Diamond Man. I wrote all these fucking weird little scripts about it. And this is right around the time that, you know, T and E were around and I was like, Oh, these like short animated things are the way to go. David O'Reilly and that kind of stuff. Um let's see. We got a little this uh this people's Joker Kiss from a Rose controversy, uh I'm sure that got your attention. It definitely got my attention. There was a lot <laughs> lot to unpack there. One, you know, because Vera you know, Vera Drew went back on Twitter and apologized to Doug because Sort of a diss, this just random-ass woman calls in and is like, oh, yeah, I'm working on Vera Drew's People's Joker, and she asked me to do this thing, and Doug's like, oh, <laughs> she asked me to do the same thing. Interesting. So, uh, you know, that's kind of cold-blooded, but um, Kiss from a Rose is, uh, I just, I don't know, I have a lot of history with that song for whatever reason. It's my it's my karaoke song. Um it is. I had an experience um, when I was younger, where I was at a, I was at a, ta- I was at a talent show. I was maybe um, just out of high school, but my sister was in the talent show, and I was asked by my parents to go uh, videotape 
a talent show because my sister was going to sing a song. So she sang like a James Taylor song. It was very sweet. And I had the camera. And I remember I was stoned. I had gotten stoned with my friend Danny. And we went and I brought the camera. And I was like, this is back when I was shooting things. So it was like, yeah, I shoot it. Yeah, Mike, you do it. So the guy after our sister Amanda sang a James Taylor song, this little little chubby boy came up on the stage and it appeared almost like he w- maybe was... I don't know. It just didn't seem like he belonged in this talent show, but he belted out a kiss from the rose and it changed my life. You know, this kid, you know, it was like he was so nervous and he started slow. And it, it, my, in my imagination, it was he got in trouble and it was like forced to be in the talent show, you know, and was like forced, like, you got to sing this song and like, you know, just was, you know, mortified to do it. And he was up there. But then halfway through the song, you like, the way that song works is it builds to that like baby you know like if you try to sing that at karaoke like it, it takes you places you can't just like you know it's not just like a singy song like it's very intense so definitely i did not know that story mike yeah uh, but that's i know that is something you you've brought out many a time i've i've searched for that vinyl it's very rare vinyl the batman soundtrack to yeah yeah get that but I've I am come a around. I'm a Seal fan. I, uh-huh. I've always liked Seal. Yeah, so. Seal. Seal. <laughs> I got into Seal a few <laughs> years ago. Seal. Seal came back in my radar maybe about about you know, six, seven years ago. And this is another. This is another. This is an interesting in in Paris. Which, not to not to be like humble bragging here, but I I did go to Paris every year for a month for the past ten years of my life until this past year. And now I don't know if I'll ever go again. Uh, but in in Paris and in France, Seal is huge, like huge. Like they love Seal. Seal's like the fucking Rolling Stones over there. So, you know, so I'm like, and they're playing Seal songs I'd never heard before. I'm like in the car, like in an Uber, and like a, I'm like, is this like Seal? Like just some like, you know, kind of B side Seal comes on the radio, and the person, the Uber driver is like, oh, you like Seal? And like cranks it up. I'm like, yeah, I kind of do like Seal. This is nice. <laughs> like, and I went back and I was like have I been sleeping on seal? Like I like those songs, but like, had I never gone deep? And then I did. And I was like, yo, seal is tight. Seal is real tight. Mid to seal. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I, I was always a fan and I never was able to get, get those vinyls. But, uh, yeah, but I have. Yeah. You got fan. me. You got me a vinyl though. Right. Or did somebody else? Was that you? Oh, I got you a vinyl. Yeah. You I got me a vinyl. Remember if I got, I didn't get the one I wanted. I got the, you got debut. seal one, yeah. Seal, seal, seal one's good. Seal, though. seal. No, yeah, it's got. You guys got crazy on it. I mean, that's crazy. If you ever gonna survive unless yeah. you get a little okay. Crazy. So, I think we're. I mean, I'm not gonna talk about the Dane Cook special. Somebody that was a good call. I like that guy that called about the Dane Cook special. Did you ever watch that? No, I wrote in here. Have you ever watched that? Did you ever watch that? Yes. What do you think, Joe? <laughs> I can't even remember, but yeah, because yeah. I saw it when it was on. But I remember what I could take out of it is Robert Kelly is funny, but he's an asshole, and Gary Goldman is hilarious, and Dan Cook is not funny at all. So that would be hmm. what I'd take out of it. Okay. Well, there, so there was some funny. There was some actual funny stuff. You'd say. I love Gary Goldman. I've never stopped liking him. Like he is hilarious. But yeah, um, Rob Kelly. He, he's funny too, but he's a dick. 
and he, he's a hard person to like like but he's yeah. funny okay dan cook you know he wants to be liked so bad he's like the michael scott of comedy he wants to be liked so bad and he's just not doing it for anyone really. yeah that um you know this like arena rock corny fucking college frat boy humor is you know nothing to uh it was a it was a moment. I mean, it was a moment that happened to be like when I was in college. It was like check out this new comedian that's made for college frat boys. It was like oh, this is like a new type of thing. I don't you know, just fucking stupid. But yeah, I haven't watched it. I'm not going to watch it. But I did think the caller. I liked that caller's energy. He was uh, kind of came in a little weird and you know trying to be funny and it was a good call. I like that call. Um. And they talked about the Snyder Cut again, which I thought led to this kind of final... Well, there's a couple more things, but uh, Tim having this kind of stoner... Uh, invi- you know, this stoner thought of maybe, like, companies like Disney and Warner Brothers and the, the big, you know, the big, huge companies of the world are trying to prep us for a world where bringing back the dead virtually is something a commonplace thing that might be coming soon I thought that was a you know I thought that was a good point like I, I, I'm not like totally I think that's very possible I don't know if I think it's very possible that happens I don't know if it's that's what these companies are doing but I do, a, I do like yeah, to think ahead. I do like to think I get excited to like think about that type of thing that like oh there's these people in high places that know about the new coming technologies that nobody else knows about and they're like talking to their powerful friends and they say hey we got a this new show make sure you put a little of this in there because you know we're going to be rolling this out in the next you know 10 years and you know we want to look like geniuses or you know we want to prepare people or whatever it's it's sort of interesting it's just like a it is a stonery thought but I I like it there's a a program that I haven't watched on Amazon that's by the creator of uh, King of the Hill and Office and uh, he, Greg Daniels, I think his name is, and yep. he made a show that's all about that exact concept of like people die and then they go into this other universe, they get uploaded into like a mainframe of where their conscious lives on in another reality. And so I thought that I haven't watched the show, but I plan to check it out at some point and uh i also feel like there's a black mirror maybe episode yeah exactly that idea there's there's some black mirror there's like a there's like the black mirror episode where the the woman's like loses her husband and then she like orders the doll version of her husband that's like you know i think that's what's more possible and i know that is happening because these people are getting tracked for video games and stuff is that somebody like actors and actresses right now are going and getting their full bodies scanned and their full voice scanned so that you can create a virtual version of themselves that looks almost, that looks identical to them and sounds identical to them, and then they can program them to say things or do whatever they want. So it's not about the, it's the consciousness dies, but the image and voice of that person could live on. Where if you died tomorrow... But if you if this technology existed and you would you'd, whatever, we all spent the five thousand dollars to upload your likeness to a thing. They scan your body and they get every every detail they need to know. If you passed away, you'd be able to go 
into a program and put on virtual glasses and like hang out with you and talk to you and like have a conversation and you'd be able to based on your whole all your social media profile everything you've ever said is being recorded by your phone all that kind of thing would be built into it where you'd have the same opinions and same you know just be a virtual version of yourself that is very possible in our lifetimes even i would guess uh and it's scary but I don't know. It's, it's sort of interesting. I, I think Tim's saying, is, is the world ready for that? Are they bringing these people back and you know being able to interact with them? Not ready. Not ready. I don't want. I don't want that version of me out there, honestly. But uh, well, I mean, bummer. I don't think it's it a w- bummer to hear about that. <laughs> I don't think it would be for everyone, but I think you would. Well, right now, I know that certain the actors and actresses are doing that for video games, and they're selling they're like you know angelina jolie or something is like you know really she's involved in that i don't know i don't know if she's involved in i'm only saying that because she's she was like in uh, i think they used her body for a video i know i know that this uh elliot page formerly ellen page was fully uh kind of made into a video game before with her whole voice and her whole i've heard about people doing this now where it's a way to preserve themselves at their best Okay, so you know how like Robert De Niro and these guys were all in the Irishman and they had to do all that age technology? I've heard that actors and actresses right now are going through the process of getting themselves in their prime captured so that for years to come, they can act in movies the way they look now. That makes a lot of sense. So Scarlett Johansson looking like how Scarlett Johansson looks now can be in movies till the end of time. With the technology we have now, you just need another body in there, or you, her older, or whatever, and she can be in movies in three hundred years from now. She can be in a movie because that's where the technology is going. So strange, but kind of cool. Uh, so a lady called about this nude drawing uh, chat. I just, I just kind of said, Joe, you have any any thoughts here? Just because it was a an artist, you know, it's kind of a mumbling uh, kind of call that don't really know she's just talking about you know censorship on social media which i think we all think is kind of silly especially if it's a drawing um but you know there's also children on social media and you're like you know where do you draw the line you know what i mean like i don't know i don't really care the line like where do you draw the nipple um this is not yeah i don't know I, I liked, you know, her points about being respectful about certain communities, but I was also just like, yeah, let's get over the, the nudity on some of the platforms. It's kind of outrageous, the censorship that is, the, the things that they're finding to censor over things that are truly, like, offensive, and I don't know. I'm not really... You want to live in like a free... Censoring, art, censoring nudity and art and all that is kind of garbage, but... Uh, yeah dumb but you know but then you know you know you're gonna find somebody that says this hardcore porn or this you know this fucking vulgar you know cutting my arm off is a piece of artwork you know that's just the problem with that is you can't just say oh if it's art then you can anything goes you know well uh you know it was brought up in the show to her to maybe not show it and then you know say go to my website and see the whole thing i thought that was a good point or go and tell yeah, and, and, t- really and Tim point. was also like, just show it to us now. Tim's like, I ain't censoring. Let's see the let's see the naked drawings. Um, mm-hmm. Doctor Hook 
video. You said you had some Dr. Hook. Let's let's finish off the show here with some Dr. Hook thoughts from Joe here. What do you got? Dr. Hook. I like Dr. Hook. I have I have their first album and wow. I have their second album. Okay. <laughs> and and uh I had you know, a I had a feeling. I had a feeling when they started playing the video I was like yeah, Joe's going to have a couple other records. <laughs> like this is right up his alley. This fucking bizarro 70s strange. Now, the, they, that video is high comedy. I'll agree to that. Yeah. That you can watch it and laugh. And they are like notable jokesters. Like they pretty much are saying as much when you listen to the albums. They have like a Captain Beefheart sort of flair going on. Some of the early albums. And then, you know, the guy has a eye patch because he got into a terrible car accident and had to like turn that into something he got called dr hook because oh. he lost an eye and it was like a true to life thing and okay. he turned he spun it into something you know and, and they were all gagging on it like how these people are all dead and like it's morbidly true like yeah a bunch of them died of cancer like Ooh. sadly and tragically but oh, i would our- say go and listen to them you know, and you wouldn't be disappointed. Like, it, I feel like their music is pretty good. And even the later albums, they branch into like some yacht rock material that is amusingly good. So, okay. I would say not, not a terrible band, but yes, watch that video in high comedy. You know, I feel like they were right on with the comedy okay. element of seeing them. Don't shit. Don't shit on Doctor Hook. Joe says they're a good band. Go check them out on Spotify or. Well, uh, you know they got some good that, tunes. You say know that it's there is a comedy element to the music as well. Okay, like that. I would say that they're being goofballs too. They're being goofy on purpose. It's not like a a band that's taking themselves completely serious. Okay. But, yeah, okay. you could listen to those albums and be very, you know, interested in it and good. It's you know good stuff. Very good. Dr. Hook defense. I guess that's all I would want to say on on Dr. Hook. Not terrible. Okay. Not as terrible as all that. And, you know, people enjoy silly music or yacht rock or things like this. Yeah, I do. And uh, I do. Sure. The yacht rock station on Sirius uh, Radio that they got rid of was a sad day when they got rid of that. They have two albums from 1972. That's what I have. And I think those are interesting albums very good uh we yeah. we finished up the the show finished with a drop concert featuring t- with featuring tim on the synthesizer that they talked about a bunch that we kind of skipped past um and uh we also skipped doug being on us there was a, there was some synth talk if you if you're into the synth talk <laughs> get down there i like the synth talk it's just you know i don't know about us talking about the synth talk um tim was on the synth for the drop concert and I was like, man, I was hoping that it would be, <laughs> I guess I was like, had my expectations when they said, oh, Tim's going to go jam on the synth with the drop concert. Didn't really feel too much different than a regular drop concert, I guess, because the boys play funny sounds anyway. But it was cool. I felt it, it was a lot different. You do? Yeah. Okay. I did not know. I did not realize that Tim was on there. I didn't catch that tidbit. But I liked that they immediately started in with, like, Doug brought some drum in there and it became mm-hmm. like a more musical thing instead of a complete collage scenario and i really liked it i thought it was the tightest one in a while wow joe's going out he's completely 
I saying lo- the I opposite love the concerts, but yeah, like yeah. this one in particular was like very musical and had a lot of layering going on in there, and I loved it. I wa- I wanted to keep it, you know they always end you know and yes I I've, I've been you know waiting for one to just bust out again and be long. I'm ready for it because I feel like they've gotten a little bit more intense going on like definitely some more sounds and you know things going on the the, the synth is a uh, very good addition that i was enjoying it and the beats you know putting those beats in there sure it's bringing back some of those um musical things that it's easy to transition from it and i i, I like the movie samples that have come into play like i like all that uh some more okay joe joe loved it i was airplane one was in there the Jurassic parks in there you know i like all that stuff i like it too i guess when i just heard that was gonna be more of a jam session i thought it might sound different to my ears than it did and it really didn't i guess maybe it just it maybe just went so well to me it sounded i thought it just went along it just sounded like if you played that drop concert another drop concert and said guess the one that tim's on synth you know i might have a hard time discerning or well the the previous ones had been a lot of like they're they're using the effect boards where they're making a lot of their samples like echo on and and just kind of play into each other whereas this one actually had beats and synths going on throughout where it felt like a more musical thing instead of just straight up sound effects and manipulators you know so that's where there was a differentiating Deceration. Um, Yeah. So, okay. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of our show. I um, we're at an hour and seventeen minutes. That's long enough. All right. That's almost as long as the whole office hours show. So let's get the fuck out of here. I'm out in Portland, and I'm. uh, Hey, well, you know the. They're not going to be on next week. So You're right. We could go. Along. We could go. Uh, listen, go it's along. fine, but you know, that, that's that's plenty. Uh, yeah, we're gonna. You know, this is why you don't have to have an episode next week because we ha- gave you two full episodes here. That's right. Now we could wait and put. Th- I might wait and put this out. Not even edit this tonight. We'll see. I probably will. Just get it off my back. Um. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning in. Um. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. I think. Pretty sure. I think that's going to be the case. I don't think I'm going to have time. I'm traveling next Friday. I'm flying from the West Coast to the East Coast, uh, which is the day we would normally record. I mean, I suppose... I don't know. We, we'll talk. May, maybe there's maybe there's room to do a recording during the week or something if we, if we have any thoughts about that. Um, of some sort of special episode. Yeah. Uh, try, to get, uh, try to get one of the the Trinity on for an interview. Exclusive. The Trinity will not come on. They've already said that. D- Tim, okay. Tim said they will are not allowed to come on. So, <laughs> but I could get you know I could maybe reach out to get you know Wes or Phil Braun or you know like I'm, I'm thinking you know just just outside. I, Phil Braun would be an interesting talk. So maybe we'll see. We'll see what how my week is, um, and we'll catch up with you next time. Thank you very much, everybody. Have a great week. Check Mike out. Uh, you know. Go to all his social medias. Oh, Joe's trying to plug. I was <laughs> going to skip over the plugs. I don't care this week. Um, but I'll, okay, since Joe brought it up, you can see Joe's stuff on josephallenart.com and his Instagram, josephallenart. 
My stuff you can find at lostpilotfilms.com, tigershrimprecords.com, jambandworkout.com, solo project. My movie is on Amazon and much more. And uh, Jam Band Workout on YouTube. We're in the middle of our... Sizzla is my Twitter, (laughs) S-I-Z-Z-Z-L-A-H. That's my personal Twitter account if you want to follow that. But definitely go ahead and follow WLHFpod on Twitter because that's where I do my, you know, the Tim Timiverse chatting is I usually am on with that. But I don't know. I mix it all up. Who knows? I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram and Twitter. Joseph Allen Art. Find them. Tell them what you think. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Take care.